welcome to the Pig and Whistle Tales from Azeroth. As always here at the Pig and Whistle Inn in Stormwind, I go for a variety of subjects with regards to World of Warcraft. So grab a bottle or a pint, sit back and enjoy. Today we're going to be going over stories in WoW again. I've got still a few more uh, to go over and these are very recent in terms of what I've experienced in Wrath of Lich King so far. But I'm pretty sure I can remember a few from uh, retail in the near future as well to uh, share with you guys. But as always, we will start off with the weekly news. So we have Valinor, Morgeth and Antros as our world bosses for this week. Morgeth and Sanctum of Domination being your fated raids. So you get better loot from this raid and this world boss. Uh, Anima and Conduits are also increased. And uh, the bonus event for this week is World Quest. So you get more reputation for completing World Quests with uh, Ardenwield, uh, Bastion, Maldraxxus and Revendreth. I almost forgot the zones for a second. It's really tough. This also counts for World Quests that are in previous expansions, I would imagine, such as Legion, you have Stormheim, Valsharar, etc., the Cooking Impossible is your brawl for this week. The idea is to put 20 ingredients into your uh, faction's cooking pot. Essentially, you can kill an opposing player who is carrying an ingredient and nick it for yourself to throw into your cooking pot. It's quite fun. It's quite a fun little thing. But essentially, you want people who are just very fast at running ingredients while some people just stand at their uh, cooking pot and killing them. Sanguine, Grievous, Fortified and Shrouded are your mythic fixes for this week. Sanguine, it's a pool on the floor. Please don't stand in it and don't let the mobs stand in it as well. They heal for 10%, I believe, every second and you take a lot of damage. It's not good. Don't stand in the pool on the floor. Grievous, once you drop below 90%, you'll have a ticking dot on you and this dot will constantly increase for however long you are not topped up above 90%. So either help your healer out by healing yourself or just pop a little defensive so that your healer can catch up and get to you very soon. Avenging Wrath... Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. Uh, Fortified is the bi-weekly affix and this is the mobs and the NPCs in the dungeon are uh, buffed up in terms of their health and damage. So make sure you bring a sort of AOE build or pop cooldowns on the big pulls that you do that are not boss pulls. Shrouded is your seasonal affix. This is the Nathrazine that are hiding within NPCs in the dungeon. Once you uncloak them and kill them, you get a stat boost and this can go up to about 30%, I believe. And I said it before already, Avenging Wrath is going to be the spell that we look towards this week and looked at the history of. Avenging Wrath is the biggest spell for Paladins in terms of their cooldowns. And it started back in 3.0, 2008. It no longer causes forbearance, damage increase or damage increase reduced to 20% from 30%. Now increases healing done by 20% as well. So it is a healing and damage uh, increase. It got a small hot fix that once more causes forbearance. Because a lot of people basically could pop wings and then bubble at the same time. It wasn't fun. But in my opinion, wings shouldn't be on 
forbearance. It shouldn't put you on a uh, cooldown with your defensives, essentially. It got a small change a month or so later. Divine Shield, Divine Protection and Avenging Wrath cannot be used within 30 seconds of each other anymore. Forbearance removed from Avenging Wrath. So it just puts it on a small cooldown, essentially. It's nothing too major. Uh, in Kata, they just got changed by affected by new talents. This is going to be stuff that increases its damage or the reduced cooldown time, stuff like that. In Mists, it had its mana cost reduced and now has a two-minute cooldown for Rep Paladins instead of three minutes. And the cooldown remains unchanged for Holy and Prop Paladins. Bit of a weird one, but it is what it is. In Warlords of Draenor in 2014, it no longer was available to Protection Paladins. And it now also increases the Paladins healing by 20% for its duration. Makes sense. It had it back in Wrath, so why not add it again? as it means that it is a healer cooldown as well as a DPS cooldown. In Legion, it is now available to all specializations and can no longer be dispelled, which is hilarious that it still could. Uh, healing bonus uh, for Holy reduced from 100% to 35%. That's crazy that it increased your healing bonus by 100%. That's absolutely nuts. And no longer increases haste or damage. Damage and healing bonus for Rep Paladins and Protection Paladins increased from 20 to 35%. So a little bit more off heals in Pro and Rep when you pop this. It got a small hot fix in Legion as well a year later. When Chain of Thrain is unequipped, it cancels any active Avenging Wrath or Crusade. Essentially what this did was... It increased the healing done by an additional 25-50% and damage done by 10% this legendary. Then it got a small change in the middle of Battle for Azeroth in patch 8.1.5. Avenging Wrath now causes your next Holy Shock, Light of the Protector, Templar's Verdict or Divine Storm to crit. Which is actually huge because if you could do that and then Divine or Templar's Verdict, that's actually crazy to be honest. And then it got its final change in Shadowlands and it made it not on a global cooldown. So you could pop this whenever you wished. Uh, it wasn't hindered by GCD. So Avenging Wrath has not gone through much in terms of its damage and the uh, cooldown reduction. It's more just um, if it fits holy and protection uh, is the way to look at it. If it's like... A protection or holy spell essentially because avenging wrath the name itself is very much vengeance almost it's like okay this is a dps ability but it's not changed and it's quite nice to see that this is a spell that hasn't gone through a lot of changes in uh its time essentially so let's get to this what stories are there so last time we were doing stories i think i ended on a paladin that didn't realize that he had a magic dispel. I'm pretty sure that's where I ended up. So I'm going to carry on with paladins. <laughs> that's the uh, natural place to start. I'm going to go back to paladins and shit talking paladins, I guess. Um, no offense if you're a paladin. I bet you don't play like this. This is probably something that was new, but it's it's my observation. Paladins just, yeah, there's a lot of them that are a bit clueless in how to actually play their class essentially um 
it's mainly because a lot of people switch to paladins when they become very good so they don't necessarily understand the full ins and outs of the class and it makes them look a bit stupid rather than yeah it makes the class look a bit weird as well or silly because you get a lot of paladins that don't know what they're doing but the paladins that do know what they're doing are very very good so paladin tank who was a bot this is what i've wrote down this is what i've wrote down and i know exactly what it is so essentially we had a tank in the nexus again we're back in the nexus this is where uh i've had uh slurs thrown at me because we as caster dps needed a mace that was spell power uh yeah nexus is always fun we had a paladin tank seemed very decent enough he had decent health decent gear it is what it is um we're doing heroics we're spamming heroics and we get into the dungeon and uh, we start doing a few pulls we think nothing of it now we get to the first sort of area where a boss is in the nexus uh this is bottom left or the left hand side of the map this is where the horde soldiers are they're like frozen in blocks of ice now our guy runs in and just hits them with his mace. Doesn't press anything, just runs in, right-clicks them, bonks them on the head with the mace. And we're like, okay, so he's he may be gathering a lot more up. No, he just hits them on the head with his mace. And then about five seconds later, he will finally press his spell. He will finally press Consecrate or Judgment or anything we were like, okay, that might just be a one-off thing. He might be like AFK, he might be on the phone, he might be, you know, talking to someone. He could be doing whatever. We don't know what he's doing at the other end of the uh, computer. Well, this proceeded to be the staple point of this paladin. He would run in, even if it was a pack of like three, four mobs, and just hit one on the head. That's it. Just bonk it on the head with a mace. And then wait like anywhere between a few to several seconds before he presses his first spell, his first consecrate or whatever. Now you're thinking, oh, okay, he's one of them paladins that hasn't taken Avenger's shield. No, he took Avenger's shield. He never used it once in the entire instance. He never used Avenger's shield once. And for those who don't know, Avenger's shield is a protection paladin spell where you throw your shield out and it can ricochet onto other enemies. And it can go up to about three enemies, I believe, and silence them as well. It's holy damage, so it scales with your Righteous Fury, which is uh, how you generate threat as you cause more threat from your holy damage. It's absolutely insane that he didn't use most of his spellbook. All he did was run up to mobs, stand there, and then right-click them and bonk them in the head. It's absolutely insane. And then, okay, so we would obviously start killing and his threat wasn't great. I know know what you're thinking. How is this guy's threat not great? I mean, he's clearly doing the best that he can. He's pressing every single ability at his disposal. Like, his threat should be through the roof. But, yeah, we start attacking and we get aggro because of threat, because of just damage, because he's doing no spells at all. And he has the audacity to say, can you wait, please? Can you wait several seconds for me to get aggro? 
Several seconds, by the way, in wrath. Several seconds is an entire consecrate, but he hasn't pressed it for several seconds. That's the problem. You're not pressing your abilities. Now, look, look, look. If you're a new player, I get it. Maybe don't... If you're a new player trying to tank, I understand this. I understand that you're a bit scared and like you're right-clicking and a lot of things are going through your head. But the way he said it, he was very rude in the way that he said it. And this said to me that he wasn't a new player. Because if he was a new player, he would have just probably been like, I'm a little bit new to this. Do you mind just giving me a bit more time to get aggro or something like that? You know, it, and then it's like, oh, yeah, sure, no worries. You're doing great, bud, or whatever. But no, it's give me time to get aggro. What the fuck? And it's like, oh, my God. It's like, why? Like, press your buttons then. Press your buttons so that we can press buttons. We just don't want to be seeing you walk up to about five mobs, right-click one of them, and then wait five seconds, just watching you get absolutely destroyed. Our healer was getting aggro because he has to heal him. He has to heal him, and he hasn't pressed a single ability to actually, like, get aggro on these mobs. So as soon as our healer went to heal him, our healer's got aggro. And it's like, oh, well, what do we do now? Like, do we help the healer by doing damage? But no, the tank doesn't want that because otherwise we'll get aggro and we'll get in trouble. It's ridiculous. Uh, I, I don't know. It was just quite funny because I was playing with, like, a mate and stuff. And it's just funny to see him waddle up to mobs, stand there. He literally just stood his character there as he body pulled these, like, NPCs. They would walk to him and then he would right-click and just swing his mace human male uh by the way um so you can like visualize the animation of his right arm swinging from right to left across this npc's body and just hearing bonk. like honestly it's absolutely ridiculous it's, uh, yeah it's something sticking with tanks arms prop warriors now I can't stress this enough. I've had so many dungeons where an arms warrior, they're in like a revenge spec or whatever the hell that spec is. They're in that spec and they're going into heroics. And I understand if like you're very cautious of it. It's like to the healer. Um, I'm in arms. Uh... Let's take a quick break. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomised genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that owl has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. Rot spec, that's the word. So I might be taking a bit more damage. Just let me know if you need a mana break or whatever and stuff. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, or you're playing with a healer that you, like, are talking to or are friends with or whatever. That's fine. But 
these arms warriors do not care. They charge in, heal in no mana, and these guys are taking a lot of damage in heroics, by the way, because they've actually not got any defense because they're not protection. They're essentially just a DPS class putting on a shield. It's ridiculous. Um, like, it does good damage. Don't get me wrong, it does amazing damage. But if you were to walk into a raid situation in this specialization, as a tank, you're getting slapped out of that raid. Every boss will look at you and just beat you down into the ground and be like, okay, who's next? I don't care what damage you're doing. And this is the same for like bosses. Essentially, single target bosses, they struggle, in my opinion, to hold aggro. Um, or anything that's like above three targets. They don't want to AoE pull because they're not as tanky and they don't want to be single target pulls. They want to just do three mobs because they want to be the best DPS ever. And the thing is, like I said, it does good DPS, but the warrior tanks that we've had have literally said, don't worry, you've got the best DPS in the game, a prop warrior. And it's like, you're not protection though. You're not a prop warrior, you're arms. You're an arms warrior putting on a shield and pressing a spell that's in defensive stance. It's not a prop warrior. You know, like, it's so infuriating, these warriors, because they're so zuggy, like, is the best word to describe them, that they think that they're the best because they can press revenge, like... They can literally just spam one ability. It's kind of like mages in Classic when raiding Molten Core. You're just pressing Frostbolt. It's kind of like anything in Classic where you're pressing one ability, essentially. It's ridiculous. And in a raiding environment, this specialization does nothing. In a PvP environment, it probably does something. In Heroics, it's just more taxing on your healer rather than than what it needs to be, because the DPS can do DPS. Like, it's really not going to make or break it if you're in that dungeon for an extra five minutes. You're not saving, you know, hours upon hours in this specialization. And it's the fact that these warriors, the warriors that I've come across anyway, are very much like, oh yeah, but I'm doing amazing. And it's like, yeah, well done. You're only pulling like three mobs though. You're pulling the optimal amount. If I was like tanking i'd be pulling about 20 mobs because then i would be doing the optimal amount as a boomkin because i press starfall and starfall's an aoe as well like it actually has splash damage so like it's very subject to how much you're pulling uh what mobs you're pulling and stuff like that but they are so hellbent that they are protection warriors when they are not they are not protection warriors. They are arms warriors. They are DPS warriors pretending to be prop warriors. And I can't wait for this spec to die. This is a spec that basically has been built so that you can level, like in Northrend. You can solo, like, TBC dungeons at level 72 or whatever it is. Like, it's absolutely ludicrous and it just gets on my nerves. The warriors especially that play it get on my nerves because they're just very much like, oh, I'm the best DPS ever. Like, oh, look at me, Zug Zug. Healer's like 5% mana. And then he's like, oh my God, why am I dying? What the hell? This is ridiculous. Why am I not getting heals? And it's like, healer was drinking. You're not even like doing anything to mitigate your damage. You, you, 
Oh my god, I've just come to the realisation. I never saw one of these warriors press shield wall or shield block. Oh my god. No, they must have pressed shield block because you get revenge off of uh, blocks, right? Oh my god, I never saw them press shield block. Oh good god, this is this is terrible news to me. Um, <laughs> I've just come to that realisation. They never press shield wall as well. I don't get the purpose of warriors not pressing shield wall because... It's a four-minute cooldown as a protection warrior. Use it. Just use it, man. Like, it's good. It's a good cooldown. Like, it's a very good cooldown. 75% damage reduction. I don't see warriors using this enough. Also, I don't see people going for, like, crazy big pulls in, like, heroics. Everyone's trying to take it slow. But in terms of mobs that can be AoE'd down, anything that is just melee-based, especially warriors... You have a 10 second, 100% chance shield block, like for 10 seconds, as well as like, they would all be dead by that time, if you've got the right group composition, but I don't know, tanks just seem very weird to me at the moment in Wrath of the Lich King, you either get one that's decent, or one that's awful, I've not really seen any tanks that are like, wow, look at that tank, he's amazing, or they're amazing, like, it's always been, uh, you've been decent. You've not been great, you've not been awful, you've been very solid, which I do like, by the way, I do like solid tanks. But I'm yet to see a tank where I go, holy shit, he is someone that I want to actually run dungeons with constantly. Just one of them things. The last story that I'm going to talk about is a little bit before Wrath. This is when pre-patch was out, and I was farming Honor. So, essentially, what you could do in pre-patch was boost a character. And what this character did was get very basic gear. Uh, No talents. You had to put your talents in. You had to learn your spells, train your spells and stuff. And, you know, all of that normal stuff that you have to do after you boost the character. Then you have to look to gear it. So, you see a lot of boosted characters in Battlegrounds. Warsome Gold, Outrek Valley, whatever. I join a Warsong Gulch with a couple people, and there's a druid in there. There's a boosted druid, fully boosted, freshly boosted druid. You check him out. Yep, he's literally got no gear at all. He's got his little medallion that he has, all of the green gear that he essentially gets put with when he is boosted. We check the talents. Okay, nothing in Boomkin. That's fine. Not many people go Boomkin. Nothing in Feral. Okay. Must be a Resto Druid, which is great. We have a healer. Click on the Restoration tree. No talents put into Restoration. Okay. So this is confusing. So you have no talents in Balance, no talents in Feral, and no talents in Resto. Bit concerning. Essentially, he had not put in any talents. He had joined a Warsong Gulch, a battleground, PvP, before he put in any of his talents. Like, what goes through your mind to be able to do that? Because essentially, you're having to rush to put your talents in because, well, you've only got a certain amount of time before the gates open and you have to actually contribute to the battleground. Because if you don't contribute to the battleground and just stand there, honestly, you're you're a bit of a dick. 
especially if you give up after like one flag that that's just not cool it's really not cool you can easily win it it's it's one of them things unless you're getting absolutely farmed by like a pre-made then i understand that but yeah come on like actually give it a go just enjoy the pvp essentially try and find someone to 1v1 um in them sort of battlegrounds as it builds your knowledge against that class uh when you come up against them in arenas and stuff like that, world PvP, etc. But yeah, he had no talents, so we slowly watch him put his talents in as the game gets closer and closer to starting. And it's like, okay, at least he's putting the talents in. And then he's got to drag them all onto his action bar, but he will only have rank one of these abilities. So he went for Boomkin in the end, I'm pretty sure, so balance. So he only had rank one Typhoon, Rank 1 Starfall, which is your biggest cooldown, by the way. So it did, like, no damage, probably, for him. You have uh, just loads of stuff that's under-leveled and not up to scratch. It's absolutely ludicrous that people can go into Battlegrounds or instances and think, yeah, I've got time to do my talents, to do whatever, set up my action bars and stuff. Just do it outside the dungeon. Not dungeon or instance or, you know battleground it doesn't really matter it's not going to waste 10 years of your life doing it it's going to take about two minutes do your talents and then learn the spells to get the max rank of it it's absolutely not that tough and i uh people just i i don't know what goes through their head honestly it's absolutely insane Ooh, do i talk about that Nah, i think i'll save it for the next one all right I've got I've got a good story for the next one at the very least. But that is it for this week. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, be sure to check out the Patreon for ad-free content, as well as check out the Twitch and YouTube. Uh, constant stuff happening on these platforms over there. But thank you all very much for listening, and go with Allah, friend. Goodbye, all.